catching you up on the latest stories that you should know headed into this Friday morning. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Last week, Atrium Magazine, a student-run publication out of the University of Florida College of Journalism and Communications, released their winter 2022 print edition. I spoke with Atrium's print editor-in-chief, Avery Lotz, about what readers can enjoy when picking up a copy of their latest print edition and where readers can find it online. You know, it was really a home for a lot of us who were trying to find our place in journalism. It allowed us to really flex our creative muscles, and that really shows through this print edition. Atrium Magazine is UF's first and only narrative nonfiction magazine. Um, So when you hear narrative nonfiction, you might be thinking super long-form pieces, really in-depth, which of course we do have. But it's not all long-form. We do have shorter personal essays. We have flash narratives that are a little shorter. We have um, memoirs. We have poems. Um, So there's a wide array of things you can read in atrium but all of it centers around we don't really have like a theme to our to our um, print edition really all it is is their true florida stories i'm really trying to illuminate the human face of of the sunshine state you know there's things you love about florida but florida's a complicated state and so with atrium we really wanted to uplift marginalized voices in florida we wanted to focus on the sides of florida maybe you don't see we're not just the florida man there's so much more and so if you open the pages of our print edition you'll really get to see that And what kind of stories have you worked on personally this semester? Yeah, so personally, I have um, a narrative in in the print edition. It's also um, the cover story, so it's the photo that's on the cover of the magazine. Well, I got my inspiration for this story. I was looking into my hometown surf association in New Smyrna Beach, which was one of the oldest in the country, so I found that really fascinating. But when I took a look at it, I realized it was all older white men. And uh, growing up as a surfer myself, I was thinking, you know, ah, where, where are the women? Where are the people of color? And as I looked into surfing as a whole, I realized that there is not a lot of representation of surfers who don't look like the stereotypical blonde-haired, blue-eyed male surfer. And so I focused my story on um, this wonderful woman named Gianna Burton, who is a student at uh, Florida State University. She found a found a community of black female surfers um, through Surfier Negra, an organization in Jacksonville, um, but it wasn't easy at first. You know, she went to surf camps and felt really alone. She was older than the other surfers. There weren't other surfers of color. And so it really took a long time for her to find a place in the waves that she had grown up swimming in in Jacksonville. Um, so my story kind of focuses on her journey, on her arc to uh, really embracing herself as a surfer and as a woman and finding finding this confidence to ride high on the waves. Um, but through that, I also weave in the history of surfing, um, looking into the history of surfing in, in Africa, which a lot of people don't really think about, you know, especially in, 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 in The Endless Summer, for one, one of the most famous surf films. They talk about how their surfers brought surfing to Ghana and brought surfing to Africa. And that was not the case. There's a lot of literature, um, you know, centuries before about surfing in in Africa. And so um, I kind of weave that history throughout as well and how um, a lot of black surfers and black swimmers are reclaiming their aquatic culture. And what kind of stories are highlighted in this edition? These stories within Atrium, uh, we have some that are, you know, more evergreen. Um, we also have others that are, you know, a little more, a little more timely. We have a personal essay about uh, Julia Coyne, one of our writers and the former editor-in-chief of The Alligator, going home to Sanibel after the hurricane to, um, one, to see her family and her home, uh, her family's business that they, they unfortunately lost, and going back as a reporter to um, to give a voice to her community. We have essays like that. We have 
um, we have actually a few stories about animals in this edition. We have uh, one about an essay about a uh, woman who has a very, a very uh, deep relationship with with her rabbit and how how her bunny has helped her through hard times. We have another narrative about a woman what she would go through to save her dog from from an illness. Um, and but again, all of the stories they're pretty much any Florida story that makes you feel, that makes you makes you think, and takes the reader on a journey along with the writer and along with the sources. Thank you for sharing, Avery. Maybe you can tell me a little bit more about where we can find all of these stories yeah. um, in print and online. If you want to read our print edition and you are here on campus, I highly encourage you to go to uh, pretty much any of the boxes here on campus. Uh, in Turlington, right here by Weimer Hall, um, over by Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. And you can find a copy of Atrium Magazine. Grab your own. Grab one for your friends, for your family. You can also find us on Issue. Um, we have the full PDF uploaded there, so if you want to flip through the pages digitally, uh, you can take a look there. Um, you can also find our first edition there as well. And you can also check out all of our stories on web. Um, our web team has done an amazing job of taking our print stories and really bringing them to life through the magic of web. Um, so those are, you know, have some more interactive elements, have some really cool features, um, videos, audio, um, really cool ways to interact with a piece. Um, and you can also, if you have our print edition, you can find a lot of those stories on web by scanning the QR codes uh, in our stories so that you can uh, take a look at it both on, on paper and online. That was Atrium Magazine Editor-in-Chief Avery Lotz talking about their recent Winter 2022 print edition. For more of their stories and to read their content, check out atriummag.org. Now for today's top headlines. Joe Harding, an Ocala Republican state representative from District 24, resigned after being indicted for fraud related to a Small Business Administration's economic injury disaster loan. According to the Ocala Gazette, a special election would likely be ordered by the Secretary of State, but it is unknown when. The largest wellness check ever performed on Florida's ailing coral reef has shown that it is shrinking faster than it's growing. WLRN reports the 350-mile-long tract from the Dry Tortugas to St. Lucie County is in a net erosional state. After 3,000 years of near stability, Florida's reefs are succumbing to disease and impacts of climate change as scientists race to find solutions. Hundreds of thousands of Florida's low-income families and children could lose health insurance next year when the federal government is expected to end expanded Medicaid coverage put in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Tampa Bay Times reports 40 Florida nonprofits, health organizations, and child advocacy groups signed a letter to the governor urging the state to release its plans for transition. The federal government could end the public health emergency declaration as early as April. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Sarah Sowers, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a nice day.